0: Concerns are mounting that the FIA are to investigate McLaren for stealing more Ferrari intellectual property. Heike Kovalainen's car was found to be copying Ferrari's latest design innovation, a hole in the nose. However, according to McLaren, the modifications to the MP423 offer no performance gain. They claim the hole in the nose of the car only appeared at the race in Barcelona as the result of Heike's crash. Derek Jones on speed!
1: If it's not the sort of full Wicker Man experience with the naked ladies, it's just
0: not the same. Welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed as we're discussing the full Wicker Man experience with naked ladies, <laughs> business as usual. Zog, Richard, welcome to the programme, audience. Yeah, hello,
1: hello.
0: I'm deeply worried. I'm just reading this document here which outlines the plans for Formula One over the next few years regarding KERS, Kinetic Energy Recovery Systems. This is your future, race fans. This is what we're going to have to come to terms with, right? Get this. Here we go. It's a hardcore start to the show this week. Here we go. Uh, Mosley suggested that from next season, teams should be allowed or could be allowed to use KERS to draw up to 60 kilowatts of energy from one axle on the car. So they mean front rear or rear axle, rear axle yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would allow the drivers to access 400 kilojoules of energy per lap to use in the form of a boost button. Right, once again, I think I said it in the last Where show. Where have they got this from? Yeah, I think F1's watching A1 really closely again, aren't they? Right. And then beyond that, here we go, teams can consider this framework which would allow that limit to be doubled by 2011, and furthermore allow curves to work from both axles to draw 200 kilowatts of energy and convert it to 1.6 megajoules per lap from 2013. Mosley then offered an incentive to the teams to develop curve systems as they draw energy from other heat sources on the car, suggesting that while they would be not compulsory, their stored power could be allowed to be fed straight back through the powertrain rather than a limited boost. So, continuous uh, Mm -hmm. stuff, right? Thus creating competitive development environment for the technology. Gentlemen, discuss.
1: Well, my first question is, why put a limit on how much energy they can recover, store, yeah. in the first place, why, yeah. do, why not make it unlimited and therefore help to drive the development of the technology? Because the teams will have more incentive to make that technology work yeah. for them Bigger if they gains. don't have a limit on it. And, um, you know, and surely at the start of it, you know, when you're ramping it up, you're not going to be able to do as good a job in, in order to have something that's race-ready, that's reliable, and that's not going to blow up at the back of the car halfway mm. through the race. You're going to be you know, working at the lower amounts of energy, mm. so you know, so it's not going to be making it insanely dangerous. Yeah, but why have the limits? you know i'm a bit thick
2: <laughs> how do they measure how many joules or kilojoules or whatever uh they are actually Asp- harvesting and storing spray Asprey, Asprey.
0: What, you remember what, what, the people what? who used to sponsor? Uh, yeah, the jewelers who used to yeah. sponsor um, Ferrari. They're yeah. going to get them in to measure the jewels in carrots. I think. <laughs> right,
1: that, <laughs> To, to so cheat the, uh, the the Jaguar from a couple of years ago that crashed yep. at Monaco and they never got that bit of the nose cone back. That would be that would be quite a quite that, a high tech car. It, yeah, yeah if that if could day,
2: harness the pure power of PR rubbish that yeah, it
1: doesn't take long before we, 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 we start something
0: sensibly and we
1: degenerate Sorry, to nonsense genuine question yeah.
2: how do they do it I yeah. don't understand haven't,
1: haven't got a clue no idea
2: can I ask another question cool. Gareth because yeah. you know about A1 a lot more than probably we do yeah the A1 cars aren't using regenerative, regenerative power. Regenerative power. They might say that. Regenerative power. No. They have an on-board boost yeah. button that is purely just accessing an extra yeah. shot of power from the yeah. engine. It remaps the engine, I believe, yeah. just right. for so a short so while. So this is, a, yeah. this is, a so this is actually different
1: technology, yeah. new technology. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. The, but the similar end result idea. is similar. Yeah. It's yeah. Sort of and, a, and it's a, a great idea. idea. Oh, yeah. Well, well, it's well it's Champ Car had it too. That's the first thing. Do we like the... But again, Champ Car... Wasn't Champ Car, again, something in the engine management or something to do with the turbo? It was to do with the turbo. It was an
0: overboost, I think.
1: Whereas what we're talking about here is uh you know is is a kind of technology that we haven't seen on formula 1 cars before it's basically uh, a flywheel that is sped up when you brake and then when you want to push to pass, you want to release the energy, mm. you know, you, you release that energy through a clutch back into the drive drivetrain yeah. and, uh, and you get a bit of a boost. But I, I think I read that the, the Toyota, uh, one of the Toyota team uh, seniors had said that they weren't that impressed with the F1 plans for kinetic energy recovery because, um, because it, it, it wasn't ambitious enough and that they were already recovering more energy in some car that they're running in a Japanese race series, a Supra of some kind, Mm. than is is, is going to be recovered by the the F1 systems. And it seems to me that if if F1 is supposed to be a premier race series, it should be pushing the boundaries, it shouldn't be lagging behind anybody else. Toyota
0: would say that, of course, because they're the leaders, they would argue, in hybrid technology and that's in some form kinetic energy recovery, isn't it? Or certainly energy recovery. It has that facility, yes.
1: Yeah. However, Yeah, and, yeah and, and that's true, actually, and it might well be that what they were talking about there was a hybrid drivetrain that's storing energy in an electrical form hmm. rather than storing the energy as these things are in a, in a mechanical form, in a, in a really fast, heavy little flywheel.
0: I'm intrigued by this, talking about flywheels. Do you remember a few years ago, Chrysler developed a, a sports prototype for Le Mans called the Patriot, which had a flywheel. Which would do exactly that. It had a gas turbine engine and this flywheel which would store up this energy and it would allow them to use it whenever they needed it. The reason, I understand, that it didn't catch on was they couldn't keep the flywheel on its... Pinions, is that what you call it? The mounts? The mounts? Bearings? It, and bearings, yeah. Because this thing was whizzing around at something like 40,000 RPM, or, or even higher than that, mm. I think, it was just launching itself off through the side of the car, and it was lethal, and the only time that the car run was a demonstration at Donington, and the reason that it was at Donington is because it's got hills. <laughs> and it was actually freewheeling because they couldn't make it work. Did you know? Speaking of which, because that's the
2: thing, gas turbines f- spin incredibly quickly. Yeah, yeah. And it's you know it's one thing spinning quickly rather than you know an F one engine which does eighteen thousand rpm or whatever it can do. But that's it's lots of things. Crank. In it's in lots of things moving area. around yeah. in yeah. one crank, and it's not going to fly off really. But gas turbines is one big thing, one big impeller or whatever f- spinning around really quickly. When Rover were doing their gas turbine work in the fifties. Which led to the Rover BRM, Le Moncar, which we yeah. were talking about off-air before. But a lot of the engine test cell work they did in the 50s, the engineers resorted to standing behind a wall of sandbags <laughs> because quite frequently the engine would just explode. And because wow. it was moving so fast, these bits of impeller would fly off and jam themselves
1: in the wall. Oh. It was dangerous, lethal stuff. Well, well, that's it. At the same time, I'm quite excited to see where this is going to go and, and what used teams are going to make of this. To me, the obvious question about this is how safe can it be? Because mm. you're packing quite a lot of energy into a very small mechanical device and yeah if something goes wrong you've got quite a big explosion waiting to happen at the back of the car
2: well yeah i suppose jet engines don't regularly sort of spit out stuff and they spin pretty fast they don't
1: don't, now but then you know we've had a lot of development of gas turbine of turbine engines over a very long time and certainly i think the first aircraft Turbine engines weren't anything like as reliable. You know, now mm. it's a very reliable technology. I don't but is
2: that it? Can they use some of the, the the bearing technology that is now so advanced that it, it stops things flying off at random? Maybe they can. A I lo- know what you mean. That. No it's idea.
1: Like um, still be. But I suspect that the problem is going to be more to do with things like maybe the clutch. As I understand it, you've got to have a continuously variable transmission system to feed energy into the flywheel and get it back out again. Oh, okay. And I think I thought that would might be the might be the weak point. It's a lot of complicated things going on. Well,
0: yeah, interestingly, so it's, it's how, technology. how yeah. many finishes did we have at the first race of this season? Something like seven eight, cars finished eight. this year? It wasn't even that much, mm. was it? But, it that always, at the start of the season, you don't get many cars finishing mm. because they're developing new technologies which go wrong. Uh, you know, At the start of the next season, with all this curse, if we get one car to the finish, that'll be doing well, and I think it'll be the car which doesn't employ curse <laughs> to get there. It'll <laughs> be yeah, a <bit> super-aguri. <laughs> if they're running. <laughs> and, and interestingly, of all the teams around at the moment I believe William were well advanced on that stuff so Williams has certainly got an advantage mm. here's the surprise left field advantage for me Force India Force India are owned by Vijay v- v- Malia Vijay yeah. Malia who runs what sort of company in steel in company amongst other things amongst other things primarily though Kingfisher Airlines Kingfisher Airlines have just done an enormous deal with Airbus Industry yes. a division of EADS Airbus industry are going to do some development work for Force India regarding kinetic energy recovery systems and turbines and
1: flywheels and all that sort of thing. Wow. How about that, eh? Wow. So that well, yeah. Although, to, just just to, to throw a slightly negative note in here, um, the uh, at the same time that yeah, it sounds like Force India could be getting you know a, a, a really good leg up mm-hmm. in the development there, you know, and, and, and maybe be doing technologically. In that area, work that might compare with you know what some of the top teams could be doing, conceivably. Um, I think if you actually, I, I, I'm not sure about this, but I, but I, I think if you actually look at the amount of energy they're talking about, you know that 400 kilojoules. Um, what are the numbers? I can Two go with?
0: 200 kilojoules and convert it to 1.6 megajoules
1: per lap. Oh, yeah, me- if you actually work out how that compares to the amount of energy that you put through the wheels. By burning fuel during a lap, it's really not very much. It's sort of uh, a couple mm. of cc's of fuel, basically.
0: Well, the interesting thing about all this is that whenever there is a massive fundamental
1: change to the
0: rules, it does even up the pack a little yeah. bit. Yeah, For sure. A little later this afternoon, a brand new series for petrol heads here on BBC One. Gareth Jones on Speed The TV Show. Presented by Richard Porter, Zog, and of course Gareth Jones. But first, here's Steve Ryder and Martin Brundle as Formula One returns to the BBC. <laughs>
2: of uh, F1 season 2009 uh, some interesting rule changes of course uh, not least the introduction of the much fabled Kurs uh, let's have a look at the grid, on pole we've got uh, that bloke who used to be alright for Team GB in A1 Grand Prix uh, alongside him on row 1, the lead singer of Simple Minds um, and uh, well, that seems to be it uh, you'd have to say Martin, there seems to have been a hideous mix up
1: oh I don't know, at least James Allen
0: isn't here yeah! I am indebted to Manny, who wrote to me from somewhere in the untied states of America this week. Out of week.
2: the Stone Roses,
0: not no, that Manny one. out of
1: Black Books.
0: No, oh. not Manny out of Black Books either, or even Manny the you Mammoth have, from Ice Age. Kiss. I do I was have kids. Say, hands with you. And on, they watched it this afternoon while I was trying to write ideas for the show. It filters through. So um, uh, he wrote to me because you remember I said I don't understand NASCAR. Do mm. we understand NASCAR? Hands up. No, we don't no, understand NASCAR. No. Um, and he wrote to me, bless him, a three-page email explaining NASCAR, NASCAR, Winston, previously the Nextel Sprint Cup Series, the Premier Division, NASCAR, Bush, Nationwide Series, the NASCAR's Craftman Truck Series, and why watch NASCAR? That bit's blank. I don't. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> and, and he was very, 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 very good, and that's gave a e- massive email. It e- is, yeah. And unfortunately, no use Three for this program. pages of A4.
1: <laughs> You're and the first word that I read you. there is yeah. thrust. <laughs> <You> <laughs> no way! I, I just glanced where? over that last page. The where, one, where? The one word that says where? it it's this is is <laughs> I'll read
0: it to you. This is what, what it says here. At the end of the email, he, he says, Manny says, well, I That's found a bit it embarrassing. <laughs> he's quoting something I wrote. <laughs> he, he does, Richard. He says, <laughs> I laughed at one of my own jokes by accident. <laughs> I found it quite entertaining how Richard Porter, the guy who came up with the Dodge Thrust... <laughs> V8 is excited by only a 6 liter V8 in his new Vauxhall which we're still waiting for Richard to turn up here in. Uh, we're getting uh, not as not myself just as we in America the Pontiac G8 GX with a 6.3 litre LS3 V8, that's 430 horsepower. Uh, the Australians will get the Holden Special Vehicles Commodore W427 with the Corvette Z06 7 litre LS7 V8 with 500 horsepower.
2: Manny, Manny, dude, first of all, it's 6.2 engine, <laughs> he says pedantically. But also, those are American, I think it's American horsepower. So you're measuring it in SAE, possibly, or something like that. It, oh, yeah, it, the figures, difference. the stats, if you do it in BHP. Um, like like we measure it in the UK, they're pretty much the same for the 6.2 as for the six liter. The exciting thing is the 6.2, which will not be in my Vauxhall. And by the way, Veronica, nice press lady from Vauxhall, if you're listening, please can I have my car now. <laughs> um, yeah. The thing is that uh, it's the 6.2 is better able to take a supercharger, and that's why Vauxhall won't be bringing in the seven liter. A man, a man, a man, the, the GM uh, PR guy, the boss, big, big honcho of communications in the UK. There's a guy called Joe Jacuzzi. No relation? No. Oh, yeah, he is apparently. Really? Anyway, really, really top man, Joe Jacuzzi. Hello, Joe. Uh, an American guy, and he said that they're still thinking about bringing the seven-liter VXR8 in, but probably not because they can get the same amount of power for less money to the customer from putting a supercharger onto the existing V8. And when they get that six-point-two in, they reckon they can crank it up to something about. 600 horsepower if they wanted to, yeah. which, which
1: is crazy. That's not bad.
0: That's yeah. not bad. And uh, by the way, you know you're still waiting for your car. I am. My Clubman comes after the end of the weekend. Does uh, it? My little oh, Clubman. I yeah. Swear. But I'm only going to have it for a week, unfortunately. Oh, so, I, well, I bet you both because I
1: got, I got my Porsche back from the garage. Yay! Place, and it's looking beautiful. Yay for that. We'll go right outside. Cream.
2: We'll so come. you see, the moral of the story there is, if you actually pay for your own car, you get it back quicker. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll teach us. <laughs>
0: I quite like touring cars, okay? I'll put my hand I up. You turn into Tom Paul in there, I, 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 I quite like touring cars. I was having this conversation with my mate Bobby Troman the other day, who can't stand touring cars because of all the rubbing his racing stuff that goes on. Right. Said, I'm with him. I don't think motorsport should be a contact sport. I think it's too dangerous. It's
1: too rough and ready, yeah. and you should be, yeah, it should be about racing, not about yeah. bumping.
0: But the thing is, I quite like touring cars but i should really like touring cars and i don't oh well and this is why this is why it's because of the names of the people who drive it right i'll come to the names in a moment but right we were at brand's hatch violet and i for a touring cars race a couple of years ago guests of jason plato who's a great bloke right and violet had never seen touring cars before she watched the race the race was very entertaining and we stood by the paddock as all the cars came into the paddock and the doors open and the drivers got out and violet nearly had a happy accident laughing (laughs) she nearly wet herself laughing because they all got out of the car wearing full race suits nomex helmets gloves racing boots the full kit right as far as violet's concerned she's just watched a bunch of Civic hatches Hatch Going round the M25 yeah. And expected them To get out of the car Here comes Violet now What did you expect it's Them Violet to wear Here v- she again Well I was most surprised <laughs> About their footwear <laughs> I had expected That I'd Girls, truly all shoes truly expect them to have black slip-on shoes and white socks. <laughs> Loafers, it's true, <laughs> and short sleeve shirts. You thought you were just watching some sales reps
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: on the way to a plastics conference or something. <laughs> I
1: they were going to like pick a suit off the hangar. Well,
2: on they're the never going to get to the as <laughs> of Travel Tavern if they keep going around in circles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that
0: is my first problem with touring cars. Right, the cars that they're driving around at the moment are just too domestic. Yes. I'd much rather watch the DTM where you've got big C-classes Classic. and uh, out a4s drop down low and well, they, they look, look mean, serious. Low. I mean, they're
2: not really Audi A4s and no. Mercedes C classes. Oh, they've got carbon tubs in the yeah. middle. What do we Their call them? Are kit, S- silhouette cars, so silhouette cars. Yeah. But. Did you know it's fifty years of touring cars this year?
0: Ha! Oh, we can't sing "Happy Birthday." It's in well, copyright, copyright, isn't it? Who no. do no. yeah. 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 we, did we find out owns it? Is it, it Disney too. or Walmart or someone? It's <laughs> Michael Jackson, I think. Is it? I think so. Is
2: <laughs> <laughs> <was> that copyright? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But did you know, it's fifty years of touring cars this year, and we're, so we're, we're going to do a thing on Top Gear about it, hopefully. And we were looking back at it, and, and you're right, too hatchbacky now. Yeah. Where are? The Capris. Oh, Where are the Rover the Lotus SD1s? Cortinas. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the Lotus Cortinas. The, big the cat. Alpha 155s. I mean,
1: that yeah. was,
0: a fine, that
2: yeah, was a fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that was pretty good. The Volvo 850 t- state. Bonkers, oh, but yes. brilliant. God, it
2: got people talking. Where yeah. going right back with those epic struggles between Minis and Ford Falcons. Yeah, which you can still see recreated at the Goodwood uh, Revival. Beautiful. And, and I have never seen something extraordinary. Yeah. These huge angels. Yeah, and yeah. on the straights, these thundering V8s go by, and then the corners, they have to. You, jam on their rather bad anchors and the Mini just goes yeah. and it's oh fabulous yeah. where's that yeah. where's that yeah. what you should get now is a Matiz touring car yeah and then get a Mercedes S-Class or a Jaguar yeah. XJ8 touring car and have that ridiculous mismatch of sizes and straight line speed versus cornering because it made it it's brilliant the Goodwood Revival is extraordinary when they bring out the old touring cars it's fabulous I, I'm so absolutely why don't with to do it so don't do
1: like that anymore what's you know what oh, cost uh, who's ruined it What's the, in, you know, well the, the interesting well. Yeah, Two-liter, mm-hmm. aren't they? Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's too much to do with. I would get it's, it's just a marketing thing that the, yeah. you know the the manufacturers want to see cars that as many people as possible can go out and buy on a Monday, yeah. and they don't want the cars to be too different. Mm-hmm. At least but here's a so, question
2: for Seat, for example, who've done pretty well in touring cars around the time. How many more cars do they sell because of touring cars?
0: oh yeah probably not that many okay but the the single biggest problem i think with touring cars might not be the cars themselves it's the names of the drivers listen to this they don't sound like racing drivers i'm sure all these guys are great racing drivers Mm. okay they just don't sound like them alan taylor works in marketing, I think, doesn't it? I he? think he sold me my yeah. mortgage. Yeah. Matt Neal <laughs> works in the veg shop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, the fish shop. What, Adam. Nilo? Adam Jones. Sounds like a long lost member of my family. You yeah. <laughs> know. My favourite, of course, Colin Turkington. Oh, Colin, yeah, can yeah, he's again. a local Rotarian in Harrogate. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Jelly. I'm not making this up. Martin Bell. Jason Hughes it's not great is Bonk it standard
1: yeah. yeah Martin Bell almost cut it as a racing driver yeah. name but no but you, you know you want racing yeah. We've got yeah, Wolfgang von Tripps that's a, uh, that's yeah. a race oh, the that's a but there are some good
0: names in the BTCC Tom Chilton that's pretty good it's a quick sounding name I think and he's got a good Did haircut yeah, yeah Tom yeah. Chilton it's an improvement in the last show. Oh, d- I, he just sounds like you'd bump into him in Fulham Okay, which you probably would. but F- Fabrizio Giovena- Giovanni. That's a fast name. Can't but even say it. Say it. Immediately, it's fast. Yeah. Fabrizio. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jason Plato. Good name. That's quite a heroic mm-hmm. name. Rob Collard. Not bad. Mike Jordan. I mean, it's almost Formula One name. Jordan. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, and of course, the best, of the last. <laughs> I can't even say this one. Erkut Gizli. I can't even say. How's it spelled?
2: How else it? Erkut.
0: Yeah, thank you. Aircut. Have you got a good aircut in your car? Like no, I well. not You've got on your list here as well, Harry Volkhard. That's good. Volkhard. There's no need for bad language. And Tom Onslow Cole. That's a good one, isn't it? And Stephen Kane. Not bad. So really, they should start by forcing racing drivers with dull names to change their names.
2: Right, come on, come on. British touring cast sign up this way. Let's get this kicked in the shape. Bit of marketing behind it. Okay, come on, in, 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 who's next? Name, please. Matt Neil. No, 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 that won't do From now on, you are uh, Matthias Molch of <laughs> Next uh, Jason Hughes Oh God, no, no, no For this season, you, let me think You are Giancarlo Frusthammer Right, next Name Alan Taylor Taylor Taylor, Jesus, come on! Be a sexy nerd! Get it going, alright, you are Alessandro Vatissimondo, Right, keep it moving, come on, people, we haven't got all
0: day, come on, come on! Name, you! Uh, I, I think I'm in the wrong room. Just give me a name Jensen Button. Look, mate, we make up the ridiculous names here. I'm gonna see very normal, very, very normal. Every now and again on Gareth Jones on Speed, something slightly exciting happens, like Richard gets a big fast car to come and drive around Britain in, or I get a nice new car to review, or Zog so gets something wonderful fixed on his Porsche. But something genuinely super exciting has happened for us in the last couple of weeks. Richard, go on, tell us. Yeah, I like the, the used the word us there. Well,
2: Something I, really exciting happened to me. It went
0: vicariously. <laughs> we got excited know. even knowing
2: that you were we going to do it. And I deliberately well. not Come told you about you it. I thought I told you. I'll tell you now. But um, I went out to the United States to drive the new Nissan GT-R. <laughs> That's
1: Ooh. exciting. Isn't it?
2: It was fantastic. It was a really weird trip. I was in the US for three days, the West Coast as well, so I did a did a long old flight, and, and it was worth every moment of it because uh, we went out to um, Nevada. No. And
0: that, are there speed limits in Nevada these days? Yeah,
2: there are, yeah. Oh. yeah. But, and you uh, didn't I, get near I, them, did you? I Richard? temporarily ignored them oh, a good, little good. bit <laughs> by a factor of two and a half.
0: No!
1: Yeah. <laughs> Nice,
2: and what is the speed nice limit long straight 65. Okay. Actually, hang on. What says I say? Two and a half. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's been, uh, okay.
1: The point how is, far, I drove How fast did you go?
2: <laughs> I might have... Mm. I, don't on, I, I think I saw about 130 on a, desert road no, desert <laughs> road. Yeah. on
1: a desert
0: road. On a desert road,
2: yeah. Yeah. There was a race track, but it was a really uh, s- uh, sort of short, technical little racetrack, uh, really up and downy. Which I think they chosen deliberately because that car spent so much time at the Nurburgring, so they wanted something with some funny cambers and up and downs and blind crests and stuff like that. So you didn't really get much speed per se, but it was a really good test of the car. You got
1: to try the hand-
0: You got to really really the try the handling. The handling. Yeah. The hand-ling. Now this is I mean, th- 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 this car is you know the son of the Skyline. We were not allowed yeah. to call it a Skyline. No, no, it's, it's a the French family just gtr yeah. and of all the cars to come out of japan this is probably the most exciting and it, this is the car which probably gets closer to um, zog forgive me for saying this can indeed match and occasionally trounce a Porsche 911 for performance.
1: Oh yeah, no, the, the, the mm. Skyline GCR magnificent car. I mean, it's uh, it it's, 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 I, a, it's I, a really wonderful. It's from it's it, it's a motor. I think we'd all agree. It's it's one of those very fast motoring icons that we that we love. It
0: has a couple of issues though, doesn't it? One is the gas that's in the tyres uh, it's, it's nitrogen. Not. so if you have a flat you've got to find a nissan dealership or i don't know a, a boc factory that can pump it up for you well,
1: you, you, well you, you've got to suck the carbon dioxide and the oxygen out of the air before you uh, there's got to be something Richard than with do a do that straw manually. with yeah. a
2: straw uh yes it has nitrogen in the tyres because nitrogen its characteristics change less under heat so my yeah. tyres get hot there's less uh, to uh, uh, expand. Less yes exactly pressure. so it's yeah. just better for that that's the attention to detail that's gone into this car it's extraordinary I'll tell you a few other things about it attention to detail um, it actually has speaking of getting flat it has run flat tyres now normally in Nissan there's a whole corporate structure there's a sort of manager project manager different managers for different areas of the car the finance and then the engineering and then marketing and whatever it was all pulled together under uh, this guy called Mizuno-san as they refer to him this Japanese guy and he's just obsessive and he only answered to one person carlos gohn the head of renault nissan that's it if he wanted things done
0: the mr bean of Mercury yes mr
2: bean looks just like him have you seen him in a race suit i saw a picture of him in a race suit god it's embarrassing anyway <laughs> but he's a d- brilliant you know manager and he's turned nissan around that, and, and, yeah. and and this is how he has then allowed them to do this car he felt it was important to do it but he you know nothing can happen till the company's making money this car will make them money which is all the more extraordinary when you hear the the detailing that's gone into i'll give you an example the aerodynamics on it there's things like if you look at a picture of that car the rear pillar the very back pillar has got this sort of funny crease halfway down it, and it looks like a sort of styling affectation and Mm. a bit of an odd one that sort of breaks up a smooth line but it's purely there for aerodynamics it's Splits the air and it forces some of it towards the rear wing which is there for purely aerodynamic purposes it looks a little bit tart it's the one bit of the car that you think makes it a little bit a bit brazen and a bit much but it is absolutely there to provide positive downforce at speed and it really works so to get this sort of detailed aero work the front wings they triple stamp the panel So it's stamped in a press once, and in most cars, that's it, that it goes onto the body shell. But no, stamped once, stamped twice, stamped three times to get an absolutely crisp... Line along the top of the wing because it's there to deflect air and where it drops down the back it it shoots clean air along the sides of the car to make it aerodynamic. It has a a coefficient of drag of 0.27. That's pretty good. Now for a car with wings on it that generates downforce, that is extraordinary. Now here's how they did it. A normal saloon car one of the American engineers who worked on on this Nissan said to me that uh, a regular Nissan saloon car, they do all the aerodynamics on computer, then they'll bung the clay model into a wind tunnel for two or three weeks just to make sure that everything is okay and they'll do a bit of tweaking. Two or three weeks. The GTR was in the wind tunnel for two years. Mostly oh. at Lotus, actually, because they've got really? the rolling road wind tunnel that can achieve the speeds they need it to. Yeah. Two years wow. of detail work. Just blokes trapped in a big tube with a howling gale, fiddling about with these tiny elements of the car and making the, the vents in the front wings so they suck air through, out of the wheel arches and, and disperse it cleanly along the sides of the car so there's less turbulence. Things like that. That's it's expensive. Don't it's expensive, a very expensive. And they're still claiming it'll make money. It's a um, ha- halo effect car, It's a halo but yeah. but under the Carlos Ghosn regime, no car can lose money. I mean, you know, I, so I, I, it, it will make, it won't make them a lot of money. They're saying, but it, it certainly won't lose them money.
1: I do love the sound of this car, but in some of the things you're, you're saying, it, it sounds as if there are there are elements of it that you know, whilst they're really, you know, they're optimising this as much as they're mm. really pushing the envelope, but they may be creating a car that isn't that easy to live with. For example, nitrogen in the tyres. Okay, yeah. you know, and I love this idea that with choosing a gas that is giving you better mm. thermal expansion characteristics, you're getting better performance out of the wheel and tyre package I guess. Yeah. But like you say, You've got to fill those tyres with nitrogen.
2: Oh, you don't Um, have to. No, no, no. But here's the
1: thing. But but let's say that you've got a slow puncture... Mm. Let's say you've got a slow leak in one of those tyres. OK, you should get it changed straight away. But you don't. You just keep topping up with air, Mm. you know, over the course of a few weeks. Over the course of a few weeks, you end up with one tyre that's got air in it. The other three have got nitrogen in them. And now you've got a situation where... One tire has different thermal expansion characteristics or different pressure characteristics as the temperature changes compared to the rest of the, the other three tires. In fairness, maybe I think that's it's not the an any issue difference if you're going to
2: lap the Nurburgring relentlessly all week. it's okay. in everyday <laughs> driving, and that's the interesting thing. So I, we, I've been blathering on about the technical detail behind it, but here is the important thing about that car: it is sensational. It's unbelievably good. It has all this geeky, techie detail in, it, and I guarantee if you own one, and you did, as you're saying, actually. Accidentally top up one of the tires with air. I think you'd be lying awake at like worrying about it. You'd undone all this work and this guy Masunozan, this Zen like, this Zen like God above all of the project, making sure it was brilliant and superb. And God, he's done a good job. And they're still claiming there's more to come as well. Right? Wow. Uh, oh yeah, they've changed about, uh, yeah, There's, changed it. It. Yeah, there's a V spec version. There's a V spec version, yeah. but better than that, they they keep, they just keep on going. They realised they could, if they change the spec of the cradle that holds the transmission, the subframe slightly, they could make it stiffer, which would hold the subframe in place now the engine and the transmission are angled such that they're slightly angled so that it's not a, a level plane between the back of the engine where it then runs straight down to the gearbox at the back. It's slightly angled because they realise under hard acceleration the engine counts backwards on its mounts and when it counts backwards on its mounts then it forms a straight line so you've got your minimum frictional losses then. Nice. That's how geeky this car is nice. and the trouble is with it. geeky cars. I sometimes think that geeky cars uber geeky cars and the Japanese do this best than anyone sometimes they can they can refine out all the passion and all, all of the driving pleasure and actually you end up with this incredibly efficient machine but there's no there's no joy to it and it can be a little bit soulless somehow. Mm. With this, Somehow, and I think it's because it was, you know, it's the, it was one man dictated how it was. It is a superb driver's car. Everything about it, the paddle shift, double clutch gearbox is brilliant. It grips and handles, but it does it in a way that is both fun, but it's also just technically brilliant. And, and I would say better than than a Porsche. I'm sorry, Zog. That's really. I'm, I'm, and the power, the I'm engine. The only thing I have one criticism of, it and this is where it does become a little bit anodyne. The noise it makes, not exciting, not an exciting noise. It doesn't it doesn't yeah, yeah it doesn't rule noise ras- rules
0: in America and Japan. Well,
2: yeah. I think it's probably yeah it's, it complies with global
0: whatever they are
2: noise regs. But Aston's do that and they just have a valve. No, it just makes it's got a bass line which is a V6 and then it's got this sort of funny whine which I guess is the turbos. turbo. Whine, I guess, yeah. But it's almost like it's digital because when you change gear and the gears change like instantly because it's double clutch. So bang 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 bang. And wh- when you do the, no, the the
0: whir sort of goes. Whoo-be-be-be-. It's almost like it's just it's just like this digital noise. It's weird. Great. Um, I'm <laughs> glad you you mentioned. Choosing it over a Porsche, there you might have it because that's exactly what I was going to say to wrap this up. You know, given the choice, what would you take? Would you take a 911 GT2 or the Nissan GTR? for pure you, driving I'd have that and for
1: 53 grand in this country I don't yeah. know how they're doing it yeah. Sog Well I d- don't know how they're making money on that Yeah, it's very expensive uh, I think I'd like to have a really good long test drive of both then I'll let
0: you mm. know We'll mm. see if we can arrange it That's
1: <laughs> like six months with each would do me
0: Me I'd, I'd take the GTR I would take the GTR because I've proven Japanese experience Fabulous. and there's just not that many of them compared to 911s and everyone drives the oh. 911s these days no disrespect a wonderful car but I think I would have the GTR I
1: Right, r- I, I think it might be Cheaper to run, My, you know. Service bills might be a bit lower, maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. And ignore always Swap the indicator
0: stalks for the Nissan Micra. No, no, right, oh. that's it. Um, uh, say goodbye, fellas. Bye. I'm going to leave you with a piece of music which I, I wrote a while back. I've been saving for the right moments, and this is the show to put it in. This is my interpretation of the Ramones. This is the Ram Ones. Sheena is a race car driver. Why is it in this show? Because it has the line, "You won't find me in a Nissan." Okay, maybe a GTR. Bye. One, one two, two, three, three. five. <laughs>
2: Let's jump, let
0: Of grip. Woo! She's a race car fan. Rock and roll for race car fan. She's a race car fan. On her way to a driving bed. She's a race car fan. Catch your refusal right to the show on speed at garethjones.tv read more info at www.garethjones.tv subscribe for free at the itunes store gareth jones on speed is made by whiz